Hi, this is Crook Highland uh, with Funny or Sad, and you're listening to Funny or Sad. That's all I got for you. This is a solo episode. Uh, Sly, my regular co-host, is um, away doing things that aren't here. That's all. Okay, I don't know how to do intros, so this is me talking and trying to do an intro and not knowing when to stop, but I'm stopping here. Cue music. So I want to talk about a phenomenon that I see in comedy a lot. It's what I like to call the just kidding, I love you effect. It's this weird situation where a comic will get up there and they'll say something that they know is kind of like a jab at someone. And then the audience will maybe laugh and maybe not laugh. And if they don't laugh, the comic will just kind of like sweep it under the rug and say... Just kidding, I love you. And they do it a lot. Um, And they may not have to say those words themselves. They say it in another way, like saying, you know, we're just joking. Or this is all in jest. And a lot of people do that in their day-to-day life, too. They'll say something really bigoted or offensive or racist. And then they'll say something like, not that there's anything wrong with that. As if that last sentence is going to just wipe away whatever they said before. And it kind of does, to be honest. Because you're with them while they're making all these asshole remarks. And then they're just like, oh, I'm just kidding. And you're like, oh, breathe sigh of relief. They're just kidding. And I don't really think that comics specifically need to do that. Because we all know that they're kidding. That's why they're up on stage joking around I mean sometimes a comic will get up there and they're just venting and they're really pissed off and they just want someone to scream at um which is fine I mean I don't think they'll last very long um because no one really likes to be screamed at in the audience so um but you know if that's an outlet for them I'm not gonna fault them for that um and I, I do this too, to be honest, I do. Um, you know, I'll make a joke that I know is spiteful or hurtful or mean. And then instead of apologizing for that, you know, dumb thing I just did, I'll be like, it's a joke, get over it. Don't take it so seriously. And to be honest, it might not actually have hurt the person that much, but if they actually call me on the behavior then I'm forced to if they call me on the behavior then I'm forced to re-examine why did I say that maybe I am pissed off about something that wasn't funny at all why did I think it would be funny if they're not in a place to laugh at this then why am I forcing them to laugh at it that's my need not theirs um (laughs) 
But I I also want to address that in our previous podcasts, we do like to poke fun at people. Um, and it's not that we have a particular problem with these people, or in some cases we do. Um, <laughs> but we also know that comics are thick-skinned and that they can handle these remarks so we joke about them um but it is we are directing those comments at them but when we say something in a vague way and we don't you know specifically talk about the actual context then it kind of leaves it open for anyone to to listen to that and be like oh my god i'm doing that are they talking about me am am i Am, am I ta- being talked about here? Oh my god. And then it just kind of sends you into a spiral. And that's kind of how psychosis is to a certain extent. Um, in many ways, your your consciousness is evolving. And you're realizing that everything in the universe correlates to each other. So people can talk to each other and think that, hey, this doesn't concern you. I'm just talking to him. But in many ways, it does concern you because there is a reason why God or source or whatever you want to call it has put you in that room at that specific time to hear that conversation. Um, That's my belief. So if you get offended by something they say, I mean, that's not necessarily their fault because they didn't actually mean to offend you. Um, But at the same time... (laughs) You also need to realize that, you know, who is your audience here? And am I making jokes to make them laugh or am I just doing my thing in my own space and expecting people to laugh because I must be funny? Like that's completely ego. Um, that's, that's all in your head. That's a miserable way to be too. Um, and I see this a lot too. We go to like a, a comedy show and the the audience is predominantly, you know, uneducated people or, um, you know, lower income. And all the comics will make jokes about how they're drunk or stupid or, or things like that. And, oh, come on, this isn't about us anymore. <laughs> Maybe you had noble intentions when you went up there to make us all laugh. That was a, a good thing, you know, you wanted to make us laugh. But now you don't want to make us laugh anymore. You just want to make us feel like shit. So it's kind of like an immature, petty kind of thing. Um, But yeah, that's... It's hard not to get offended when, you know, we walk into a room and we think, everyone knows who I am. And even if we don't consciously think that, we expect people to, you know, know who you are and to not do anything that rubs you the wrong way but it's it's totally the wrong way to be um people are just people they say what they say and if it bothers you it's not their fault it's your fault i'm no it's not your fault but um the 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 problem there the only problem that is within your control is you and that's something i've learned too um you know people can make jokes all they want but that's at the end of the day that's all they are they're jokes um the way I respond to it is within my control. And I can choose to walk away and not let it really bother me too much. Or I can examine why it does bother me 
and maybe there are some things to learn and why that bothers me. What was I originally talking about here? Oh, right, the just kidding, I love you. So I also <laughs> wanted to talk about it on the podcast before. We've we we've done two episodes now, and um Sly and I really like to gossip a lot. And it's not necessarily gossip in the sense that we're not um, no, it actually, it's usually just gossip. We just, <laughs> just like to talk about people. And we do sometimes fade into kind of a negative space sometimes, um, focusing on all the negative things that, about them that we don't necessarily like, and that really brings our mood down, and then we start feeling shitty about ourselves, that we just can't stop saying all these negative, hurtful things. Um, <laughs> it's it's really hard to, we need like a, we need like a positive person that's just gonna like spin it all around here. Um, otherwise we're just gonna be too miserable old, um, well, I don't know, could I say cunt? Yeah. We're gonna be too miserable cunts just sitting in a room (laughs) bitching about people, which isn't what we want to be and not how we see ourselves either. Um, you know, we, we definitely are very loving people, very affectionate. We leave each other notes and stuff, you know, handmade notes. We do that for many people, um, just to show that we love them and we care about them. And, and also it makes us feel good to make other people feel good. And, and everyone kind of wins that way. Um, you know, when you're nice, you, you feel good for being nice and, and other people feel good because you were nice to them. Um, so we, we do, try to be like that most of the time but then other times you know if we're in a bad space it's uh it all comes out as cattiness and uh it's hard it's hard not to go there um and last time in the podcast we did talk a lot about comics and that's (laughs) because at the time i was in a very bad place not um physically we were in a car physically um but mentally and emotionally in a bad place. Um, don't need to get into all the reasons why. There was a lot of shit, a lot of shit going on, um, and a lot of heartbreak, to be honest. Because <laughs> I'm realizing now that I I had a huge crush on Kahuna. That that was lost on me, and not lost on anyone else. Apparently, um, apparently everyone else could see that. And I did not. <laughs> but that's usually how it goes. I have a very hard time admitting that I like someone and really like them. No, I can say that I like someone. It's more when I think that they couldn't possibly like me how much I like them. Then I start to deny that. I'm like, no, no, I don't actually like them. No, 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 I don't. No, I hate them, actually. I hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them. But it's not true. It's not true. I, and I don't believe that anyone who <laughs> who really hates someone that much doesn't also love them a lot. And it cuz it's what it is is that it's an excess of feeling. And what it <laughs> the fact that you can feel that excess of feeling for someone um means that you care about them. You care about them. That's undeniable. And I can I can reflect on that now. But at the time, that was really beyond me. I was not a good... I was not very enlightened 
I would say, at that time. Um, I remember, you know, I would often go to shows just to see Kahuna because, oh, maybe this time we'll interact. No, never happened. We never did. Um, <laughs> and that's, I don't know, to probably both our fault. Um, it just wasn't, wasn't, the, t- the timing was not right there. And I don't know if it ever will be right. Um, but the point is, I would go to his shows also because I like comedy and I just like to be around comics. But sometimes I was hoping sometimes that, you know, we would talk and smooth things out and go back to being friendly, but we never did. And I would keep holding out hope. For years I held out hope um, and carried around this infatuation with him. And then he got on stage one night and said he had a girlfriend. And I remember just like sinking in my seat and I left there and then I got in my car and I turned on the radio and this sad song came on. I think it was Unsteady. Oh, it's by Ex Ambassadors. So anyway, <laughs> that came on the radio and I was just bawling my eyes out, crying and being like, what is wrong with me? Why am I crying? I've never actually had a relationship with this person. Why am I crying so much? This, I am insane. Like, this is ridiculous. There is something wrong with me. Um, I'm some sort of stalker. You know, I, why? And I had, I had a kind of a wake-up call there. And I was talking to one of the other comics that I am very good friends with, Tim Hortons. And, um, you know, I, I just told him, like, I'm in a bad place right now. Someone I, I had feelings for has moved on and... I'm just realizing that it's time for me to move on. And he's like, yeah, you know, that I've been there. That sucks. And honestly, it was like, okay, I, <laughs> that is what I need to hear because that does suck. And I guess I'm, I'm not the only person who's been through that. So, um, that was really helpful. And after that, things really did start to change for me. I realized I had gotten so far off course in my life that I had to bring it back a little bit. Um, really start dialing back on the expectations, you know, start focusing on myself, trying to make myself esteem a little bit stronger, my self worth stronger, examining, you know, why was I so miserable? And I didn't really come out of that much stronger. And to be honest, to this day, if I see Kahuna, um, it's still undeniable that I love him. Like, that's, you know, I can't really, at this point, I, I couldn't honestly say that I don't and keep a straight face because I, <laughs> it's just, uh, it would be ridiculous for me to say that I don't. Um, and I also need to also say that I do love most of the comics. I would say all the comics that I've gotten to know over the years. Um, with him especially. So, <laughs> but no, I, I do. And looking back, like, for the amount of time we actually spent interacting with each other, the emotion I felt at times for him was so absurd. I remember being drunk, drunk, drunk in the apartment with Sly and Fancy Pants as Snow White 
we were all there we all lived in the same apartment together and I was so drunk and I was just lying on the kitchen floor (laughs) just screaming I love kahuna at the top of my lungs it felt so good to scream it out loud and I could only do that when I was completely drunk um now looking back at that that was so silly (laughs) that was so silly because we didn't even date um you know we didn't do any of the the dating things we didn't you know have sex we didn't go to each other's parents house and eat dinner whatever the hell people do when they date i don't know um so it it does seem really ridiculous (laughs) that i'm having a completely fictional relationship um with someone but i think it, it really is that i the the fan experience you do watch someone from afar and you see them you know i listen to them on the podcast i watch them on stage i watch their videos that they put online um you know i see so much of them and it does feel like that you've spent time with them and it's hard to remember that you haven't you haven't spent time with them you've just seen them and maybe you really like what you see as i did um but that's not real interaction it's just a side of them it's a side and i do feel like i've been in this scene for like maybe four four or five years i don't really remember but and i have seen many sides of them but that hasn't that's not a very deep relationship and i've had a very meaningful at the same time as this emotional thing was going on with me i was dating someone actually in a relationship for about four years and we spent tons of time with each other and I never felt that way about him which is kind of um crazy that's crazy um (laughs) funny I guess that we would have these conversations me and the old man which is what I call my ex um the old man and I would sit and have conversations, long conversations, into the middle of the night, maybe two or three in the morning. We spent so much time together, and, you know, we we had you know, lost track of how many times we had sex, but, you know, we really did date for a very long time, and the whole, <laughs> not the whole time, but towards the end of our relationship, as I started to develop feelings for Kahuna, it was so confusing because I was like, but I'm dating him, but feeling love for someone else. And of course, my relationship with, uh, with the old man, you know, fizzled out and died very, very, you know, very slowly. It was kind of like, shooting someone in the foot and watching them hobble around until they eventually collapse of blood loss that's how i would describe our my the old man and i and i our relationship and now that's over and now kahuna's over and it's like whoa how many years did i spend on that that was like good two three years where i was not doing so well um, and there were many other factors at the time. Of course, there were, you know, a couple nervous breakdowns, a couple hospitalizations, some drug use, uh, you know, lots of other things. But yeah, that was a huge waste of time. 
not a waste of time it's not a never a waste of time because I did learn things um but yeah it was not time well spent I would say um actually no it was well spent I had lots of fun we had lots of fun during that time um and I think it also is very typical of someone my age to um of the emotional maturity to fall for people you know to develop crushes on people and to see this romantic side of them and never really have a realistic view of who they are I mean, I know what what um, someone would say perhaps Kuna would say listening to this would be I think too much it's overanalyzing but that's that's who I am that's who I am I overanalyze things and I do make them more complicated than they are boil it down I loved him and still love him but now it's a little bit less um angsty I would say it's a little bit less angsty and that's probably because I'm overall doing a lot better so the feelings of love I have for him are acceptable and manageable so that's fine um also we do also slice on here so she can't she can't uh move this along faster so that's that is one of the reasons why i need a co-host is because it's hard for me to keep on track but sly is not here and if she were here i would just like to clarify that as much as we poke fun at comics um i have a huge respect for them i have a huge respect for them it takes so much guts to get up there on a stage and take something you've worked on and put it in front of all these people and not only that but to do it face to face like I can do lots of stuff I can put my writing up on my blog and I don't have to see people's reactions when they read it you know I don't have an immediate audience same with the podcast I can talk to a microphone I'm safe in my bedroom here no one's listening I don't have to see their their face um I've done stand-up a few times maybe like I don't know five six times I can't, I can't remember less than 10 I would say um and all I'm looking at all, all I can think of when I'm I'm up there with the mic and talking is oh my god why are they looking at me <laughs> not why are they looking at me but oh my god they're looking at me they're looking at me and they're listening and they're laughing are they laughing at me or are they laughing at my joke because the joke wasn't that funny so they must be laughing at me and it's like oh my god why am i even doing this why am i up here and that all that's going on in the back of my head while my words are saying the material and it's like this is just awful this is just awful i don't like this experience this is bad so i haven't had much success doing stand-up and that's fine it's not for everyone um, I think I would be good at it if I could, you know, try a bit more, but, uh, when I fall, um, you know, when I have a bad night and I don't do so hot, I get devastated and then I drink. <laughs> so, uh, then more problems arise. So I, I think I have to be in a very good, good space to do stand up, and that's fine what was the point of this podcast? Oh, right. The, just kidding, I love you. 
Um, yeah, so I think there's some beauty to the just kidding I love you line. And I think I did cover that, that on one hand is very dismissive of everything offensive you just said. On the other hand, it really does bring you back to, oh yes, I took you to this, this place of mean, mean hurtfulness. Now I'm going to bring you back. There's a skillful way to do that, and there's a lazy way to do that. The lazy way is to actually just say all the offensive things and then say, just kidding, I love you. And then there's a skillful way of saying it where you, all the hurtful things you say are honest and fair and funny and, um, you know, self-deprecating. It's better to make fun of yourself because it, it really does take the pressure off your your targets I would say I would I would call them targets because um, <laughs> that's what they are uh, you know the the butt of your jokes they're targets and um, yeah it's better to do self-deprecating humor I think people definitely do enjoy that more and I would also think that when you're in a good space your humor is naturally self-deprecating and um, you know, safe. It is when you're in a good space. Um, and then you do kind of witness this progression of comics when you see their careers and you follow their careers. They tend to start off as being very self-deprecating, making fun of themselves. And then as they get famous or they coming clear that they're developing drug addictions or, you know, struggling with fame and stuff, all their humor becomes very mean and um very much focused on other people that's a little bit worrying <laughs> it's a little bit worrying um because i really do believe at my core that we're all the same person i didn't word that right but we're all essentially reflections of each other so when i look at someone else and the qualities I pick out in them that I like are qualities that I like in myself. The qualities I pick out in them that I don't like are qualities that I'm not quite happy about within myself. Um, now that I have a bit more self-worth, I can look at someone and I can appreciate the stage they're at in life. And I can say, look at what they're doing. That's, that's great. That is great. Um, and... I don't feel like the need to just rage on at people. So, oh, once again, I've lost the train of thought there. It derailed. This is why I need a co-host. Um, I, I want to talk about Conan because I always want to talk about Conan. But Conan is someone that, let's look at all the facts here. He doesn't really age. If you look at his pictures from when he was young to where he is now, Yes, he's gotten older, and you can see that in his face. He's gotten a bit leaner, and his body's changing. But he's held up quite well. He's held up quite well. Um, two, his humor is mostly still self-deprecating. Um, he is mostly very uh, kind to people. And that probably has a huge spiritual effect on him. I don't know if he would identify it, but I think it does. Um, which in turn relates to a huge uh, physical effect on him um, and also allows him to be a little more grateful for what he does have and work harder and keep going 
and I really do believe he's unstoppable, um, and so smart, so smart, um, (laughs) I can't say enough good things about Conan, I guess. Recently, I was watching a video of him talking to Kristen Stewart, and it starts off very nice, and Conan's basically saying, um, you know, what happened at this award ceremony, and, uh, she's, she's talking about it, and it's a very normal conversation, but then she makes a a joke about Conan, a very mean joke, and, um, about something that really bothered him, and they're not, they don't have, you can really see that they don't have the kind of rapport where she can make a mean joke about him, he, it feels very much like a stranger making a joke about him, and, um, it was very interesting to see because the the tone definitely changed right there. They they were not doing so well anymore, and I think there's probably a mutual respect because they are both very intelligent, brilliant people of what they do. Um, but they, I don't know if they necessarily like each other. And I honestly, I I watch Kristen Stewart's videos and I'm not sure she likes anyone. It's I think it really depends. I think you also need to understand her sense of humor, um, and that she is a little bit, uh, callous sometimes in her sense of humor, and very, um, offensive, too. She's very offensive. But that's okay, because that's her voice, and I can respect that. And while I don't know if I'd really want to be in a room with her... (laughs) I don't know if I'd necessarily want to be in a room with her. I also can appreciate that she is a very good actress. We don't necessarily see a lot of her work on television because she's kind of typecast. But I know she's also in plays and stuff and she's done remarkable jobs in those plays. And I do believe she's a very good actress. I've seen her when she was younger in Panic Room, which is essentially how I want my life to go is have my own panic room. Yeah, I do believe she's talented. And it's hard because when someone's not likable, it's hard to see their talent. And I do think that on on Girls Night Out, which is the podcast that I love the most, the comics often talk about advice that Kahuna gives them, which is if you want to be funny and you want people to, you know, want to spend time with you, you need to be the person that people would want to spend time with. And that's a hard thing to figure out, I think, for a lot of people um, before they get to that stage. And I feel kind of bad about child actors who were thrust into this very public industry before they were mature enough and before they were in a good enough headspace that they could handle it all. I feel very bad for them. Because it's very difficult to grow up in front of the world. It is. And I wouldn't want that for for my children or for anyone's children. And it's hard. It's like, you see child actors and some of them do turn out okay. And the ones that do are the ones that live like normal people. That stay grounded. And that's why I will probably never be queen. <laughs> why I would never accept that role of queen is that I need to live life like a normal person. That is the 
best thing for me spiritually. I can believe that I am, um, you know, special in my own way and that the universe is mine to inherit as it is anyone's to inherit, but I don't want to put myself above people. That's not something I want to do. And I, I, cause I know cause I've done that. And all it's done is lead to disconnection, which has lead to kind of confusion and sadness and a lot of negative low mood type stuff. I can't go through life thinking I'm more special than someone else. I can't. That is no way to be. It really does give you this air of self-importance, which makes everyone else feel like shit and... And while people can respect you because you have talents or gifts or abilities, they might not necessarily like you that much. And you do pick up on the fact that they don't necessarily like you, and it is a hard one to get over. If I have kids, I'll probably tell them that they're not special every day. (laughs) No, that's not true. I would just be very honest and say, you know, you can do anything you want to do, but so can everyone else. And that's the honest truth. Absolutely everyone is capable of, of achieving their dreams and doing going on to do doing great things. And it doesn't matter what barriers stand in your way, you really can do it if you want to. But that's the key thing. You need to want to. And I think that what's that's what holds me back with relationships is that some part of me likes the idea of being in a relationship, you know, having someone to love and accept me, to spend time with, you know, to grow with, to, you know, go on adventures with. I love that idea, but the reality of it, of, you know, what that actually looks like and what I need to do to make that happen, that's a whole different story. It's much harder than I thought it would be. And maybe it's hard because it's not the right person, it's not the right time, I'm not ready for it, I don't know. Just kidding, I love you. (laughs) And that is the point, right? That as much as we talk, and we vent, and, you know, we bitch and complain, um, the important thing to remember is that we have a lot more in common than we think we do. And, uh, I do love you and everyone else too but especially you know certain people so that's all for today uh the next podcast will have sly and it will hopefully be more funny or funnier yeah funnier it'll be funnier and um more upbeat i guess because i am i am sitting alone in my room and that's probably why I I don't know how long I've been doing this. I just know I'm getting tired and it's time for me to stop because I'm getting tired. But I we need to put out a podcast and we can't seem to get in the same room at the same time with the mic and make it happen. So here I am. I'm doing it. This needs to be said and I'm saying it. Uh, huzzah for me. And that's all for now. Bye.